0: Uh, if the, it's Mary because I have a farm that uh, like a pilot farm where people can see what we have done. you have a we have a channel on YouTube, a documentary on YouTube where people can see what we have done and uh, uh, also learn from us how to we can set up the farm. Mm.
1: Great, so We have a product. Good, well done. Who else is here?
2: Yeah. Hello. Good morning. Good
1: morning.
2: Uh, this is Prince. Can you hear me? Very well. Okay. Uh, I'm into health and wellness. And uh, I've been working with this company called Salad Master. We're into healthy cooking system where Mm -hmm. we help uh, people to convert their food into medicine to prevent and reverse lifestyle diseases Mm -hmm. using your natural food. So um, presently, I'm working on uh, my own company by the grace of God and getting this opportunity where I can help people in the Northern part because our business is only concentrated in Portacote and Lagos. So, so that's basically what I do. And then I'm hoping to expand it in the northern part of the country as well.
1: So you're at the idea stage. Please come again. Your business is still an idea you want to build on here?
2: No, we are, um, um, uh, what the company does is that when you work with them for like two, three years and you're able to meet their demand, they now certify you and allow you to establish yours, but you still—they oh. uh, are still, yeah. Okay, okay. great. So I guess you. Okay.
3: Who else is here? Madam is
1: here. Esther. Esther, can you hear me? Uh hello, on mute. Yeah Right. Kelly
3: Go on.
4: Hello, good morning.
5: Good
3: morning.
4: My name is Benedict AJbert. I'm into coconut oil production. Now I've registered my business as been e Enterprise. I'm based in Lagos and also run through Ogun State. That's okay. what I do at the so, moment.
3: Right, so coconut oil. Do
1: you do other things with the coconut or just the oil for now?
4: No, strictly coconut oil. Okay. I'm also thinking of expanding into kernel oil. Okay, see, the, the pipeline. Okay.
3: Great. Thank you.
1: Who else is on? So, so so the thing about getting to understand what you do is at least that gives me um, an insight to what you do, so I know how to tailor the conversation, you know, so that way we all benefit. So if I have more people doing products here, our conversations will be around products. As uh, Then also if I have people doing services here as well, I can also make the conversations to benefit, benefit them as well. And then you never can tell, so if you share what's, what's, what you're doing now, where you are at what stage you are, you could probably network with someone or learn something from another person that could benefit your business. <laughs> so it's important to talk about it a bit, at least. Is anyone on? Uh, good morning. Good morning.
6: Yeah, my name is Aliyo Haruna. adio
1: Right.
6: Yeah, I'm an architect, but I'm into poultry, chicken production and egg production.
1: You're into poultry? Yeah. Right.
6: Well, like, it's kind of very small. So I want to expand and start producing in larger quantities because the demand is very high and I can't meet it because of, you know, like lack of funds.
3: Okay
6: yeah
1: thank you so yours is an expansion poultry yes great who else is here i can see we're up to about 18 to 20 participants here Hello,
7: good morning. To... Morning.
1: Good morning my morning. name morning.
7: is right yeah i mean to sew, sewing and selling of fabrics
1: Okay, so you make you make dresses for both for male females. and female children. No,
7: females, just females.
1: Okay, just female, right? Yes. Ready to wear or bespoke?
7: Ready to wear, and I sell fabrics.
1: Yeah. Okay. Great. Thank you. Okay, so what do you need the money for?
7: Yeah just to expand my my fabrics i still in small quantity i still sell in small quantity and i don't really have a shop so
1: right so so for to what do you call expansion to get a shop and then buy more fabric so people can find much more in your store
3: yes yes. right okay. thank you
7: on. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning.
1: Good
7: morning. My name, uh, my is, name is Ada Michael. Right. Hello.
1: I can hear you. Go
7: on. Hey, my name is Ada Michael. I'm into human Wales, unisex.
1: Okay. So you buy and sell, or you make them?
7: I buy and sell.
1: OK. So you need the money to expand in what
7: way? Um, to get more goods. Because when my customer asks me, OK, um, madam, or other place, can I get to store where I have to wait until I have cash at hand to purchase those mm-hmm. goods. And even though they are giving out goods at discount, uh, discount price, mm-hmm. like today now today is first of October, uh-huh. so I had to like wait for customer to come and get it, or for customer to order before I can get it from my distributor. Gary.
1: Yeah.
5: yeah. Hello. Good morning.
1: Good morning.
5: My name is Celestina. I'm into food production, like a restaurant, and it's starter anyway. So my challenge is finance to start up a restaurant business. Okay, so what what are you doing at the moment? I'm working in a hotel now. Okay.
1: So the idea is to get the money and then have your own restaurant. Yes, ma'am.
5: You. So, your, so your restaurant, you're open, or you're doing only deliveries, or what?
3: The about?
5: I want to open a restaurant.
3: Yeah,
1: that's what I'm saying. Do you want to just deliver food? Because there are people that work from home and just send out deliveries. So no, not open to, um, they don't have a seat in.
5: My plan is to have a shop, do delivery. People come and eat, like that. Right.
1: Okay,
3: I get
8: yeah. you now. Thank you. you this on? Hello, good morning. My name is Olao Hello, can you hear me?
1: I can hear you, but there's a background noise.
8: <laughs> yes, that is why I don't want to talk before. So I'm into, I'm into poultry and the selling of uh, poultry feed. So I'm looking for this uh, finance uh, to expand my poultry and also to expand this, my selling of the
1: feet. Okay. What kind of expansion do you want?
8: Do you want to sell more eggs? I, I, I want more, I want to have more of, uh, of chickens and also I want to have more of shops know that in bottom so that my, my 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 selling can improve
3: okay
1: so oh, anyone coming on or can i just go on
3: yeah. I can only, I can... I hello, hello <laughs> Okay. Um,
8: let me let me. I I am a farmer. My training was um in agricultural engineering. We currently run a ten hectare maize farm around Abuja, and um, the plan is to go on to process this maize into finished products like what you call Tuomasara and then probably beef it up with some vitamins. And so if I were to get this fund, it is to set up um, a a milling plant where we can process the maize into finished product. But we also recognize that um, the 10 hectare farm it will not be enough to service a meal. And so that's why we also have aggregated uh, farmers in Kaduna and some, hello?
1: I can hear you clearly.
8: Okay, so the plan is to set up, we also have aggregated farmers along the maize value chain. And so we get money to fund them to do what you'd call an outgrower scheme, the farm, and then we serve as off-takers to them and um, process this maize into finished product. And so if we were to get this money, it would really help us to scale to that um, level. Um, So that's why I'm here. And um, I have been blown away by some of the lectures I've had in finances. Well, with my, my, my training in engineering, it's a whole new world for me listening to one Johanna or something speak and then the other guy from the first day and so that is the reason I'm here to source this phone to be able to scale and then move on to processing. I'm,
3: I'm,
1: I'm excited about you because you're in food processing and that's yeah. not to say that I feel less about every other person's business, but well, just because I'm into food processing as well.
8: <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
5: Hmm. Hi, good morning. Good morning. This is Oyewaliti Mitsokbe. Mm-hmm. Oye I'm into air making. I make air okay. uh, I make air and I plan to also sell. Um, as attachments, social attachments, and other products pertaining to beauty. The reason why I'm here is because I want to set up my own standard business, like a standard shop for myself, for my customers. Though I do on I I do post online and do home services right now, but I feel it's not still enough. So for me. i need is because i know i I actually need a standard shop to settle so that is why i'm here for financial great
1: great thank you very much mrs thomas where did you go go
3: on
0: Yes, good morning, everyone.
3: Morning.
0: Yeah, And happy independence to all of us.
1: Thank you. You're the first person wishing. Everybody act. No one said a word. <laughs> My background in Go on, we can hear you.
0: OK, no, I'm actually just joining you, so I I don't know what the conversation is yeah, all about. It's,
1: really, it's a good time to join in. So it's just tell me a bit about your, your business and where you are briefly so we can start.
0: Okay. Uh, um, actually, at present, I, I'm a startup, a startup altogether. So, and I'm seeking to gain knowledge um, in order to start up a business and also getting funds to start up the business and also acquire networks for which I can have support for when eventually I will start, which is very soon. Uh, At the moment, my company registration is in process. So uh, that's why I took this um, training very seriously. And I've been able to learn quite a lot so, all thanks to the organizers, uh, GIZ, because I was invited through GIZ. I had earlier done a program, I mean, a series of trainings from GIZ. We did uh, the e-cycle business training last year. It took us about two, three months with uh, nine weeks internship. So, I've been on course of this training for preparing me for business to be an entrepreneur. So I took this training very seriously and I am uh, not looking down on it at all. So I hope to acquire two basic things from this training. I hope to uh, gain the knowledge, sufficient knowledge to start and run a successful business entrepreneur. I also hope to acquire links to be able to get business support for when I start. Then. Very primarily, the funds for which I can kickstart this business. Thank you.
1: Very, very important. <laughs> the funds very important. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Mr. Jimmy, do you want to say something? Uh, good morning,
6: ma. Happy Independence. Can, you... uh-huh. <laughs> can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can clearly, sir.
6: Okay, uh, my name is Jamie Balogun. Uh, okay. Actually, uh, I started a uh, few business in my area initially because, because before I got uh, uh, an invitation to clean up our family, I just ended up with During the COVID, before we um I've I set up um, that guy's begin is to start up um, the farming business ourselves before the COVID. So due to the COVID, we couldn't start up. Uh, we thought that this is an opportunity for us to get more funds to expand what we initially planned. We want to like rent um, a farm in that and start up the, the greenhouse farming do so that we like to expand to. That area to get our
9: own
6: farm uh,
1: the permanent site in Adelphi. So that is where we Great. Great. Okay, so uh, for me personally, I would say that I'm really excited about this class. And reason being that, you know, we have a combination of different kinds of businesses. So we have somebody that's a startup yet to start. So he's more like a sponge. He's been soaking everything in. <laughs> but just to let you know that um, uh, Mr. Thomas, entrepreneurship is more like a spirit. That's how I look at it, because um, you can learn all you want, but you need to have the will, all right? So you can get all this knowledge, take them in. Doesn't mean that you will not meet anybody, you will meet. So you need that will to fight. That's why for me, the best way I can, you know, there are certain things you need to define for yourself, things like success, things like, you (laughs) you need to define these things for yourself so you can relate. Your own kind of success cannot be my kind of success, so I can measure your kind of success with, with my own kind of success. So, for somebody like you to have Microsoft to feed, perhaps West Africa, <laughs> you know. So, if I'm able to achieve that, then I'll see myself as being successful. So, I I, I defined this whole entrepreneurial journey. Or being an entrepreneur as, uh, as, as you've been, uh, it, it's, it has to be something in you. It's more like a spirit. I know Dr. Ops, have talked a bit about that on Monday, I think. You know, So uh, just take everything in, learn as much as you can learn, but above all, you must have the will to make the move. You must have the will to make the move and be open to learning as you go on the journey. You may start with an original idea and then you tweak it as you go around until you get exactly that which you want. So sometimes you start up with something and you end up with another thing. That's the journey. That's how it is. (laughs) Just just be open. (laughs) Okay, so I've done a bit of introduction about myself not much. I uh, run a food processing business here. I'm a co-founder of Cora Foods and Disposables, where we make regular um, healthier versions of snacks. So we take local grains, what we have here in Nigeria, and uh, make them with some form of complex technology into something a bit different, you know. So we make finger foods. We have our We have our uh, flagship product, which is the very first one which we have as a company called Cora Crunch. It's in stores. It's made from unripe plantain, uh, cut into shapes, sweetened with honey, cut into shapes and baked. The honey is used as a sweetener, also as a preservative. So the idea is basically to get local materials to create something, you know? So you're not, your business is not really import-based you know, and for us as a company, myself and my partner, what informed that decision was the fact that we were, at some point, we were thinking of importing certain things. (coughs) And then the Naira, um, (coughs) Naira crashed. So we're forced to look inwards, which I see as a blessing right now. We're forced to look inwards to create something local, you know, and then push, push it to become global. So that's, that's, that's what it's been. It's been, uh, how many years now? It's been about four, going to five years now, journey, but you know how it is in this journey. It's not about the number of years. It matters, but then are you learning? Because you need to learn. Uh, I always tell myself that you can't be bigger than what you know. So it's, uh, the, you, are, you, you are able to do this much because of what you know. So if you increase your knowledge, that means you'd be bigger. So um, um, as a company, we are very interested in learning because we see ourselves to be here for the long term. We don't want to be here for two, three years. We want to uplift the business, grow it, structure it, and then pass it on to generations to come. I think that's meant to be worth our time. So that's what we're looking at. So if you have, if you're thinking of that kind of journey, you know that it requires a lot of patience. It requires a lot of resilience. It requires a lot of resilience as well. So we'll talk a bit about uh, business entrepreneurship, smart business scaling. I think introducing our businesses, we've talked, for me, I think we've talked a bit about that. But here is what I think we should look at, access to market demand and supply. Why is that? For everybody that has introduced their business, they've talked about scaling, expansion. So, meaning that if you're taking a loan, you want to expand for those into production, you want to make more products. Uh, for those rendering services, you're looking at more clients. For those into selling fabrics and buying uh, ready-to-wear, close-to-sell off the shelf, you're looking at just getting more goods. Bottom line, you're getting more to supply to your customers. So, access to market is key. So, because we have different businesses, there are different ways we can assess the market. and this applies to, in my opinion, whether products or a service. But the way you want to assess the market is really, really, really your decision. For those of us like myself in uh, in the food business, so we call our business uh <laughs> fast moving consumer goods that's the fmcg so we do volume all right so we're looking at distributors distributors people to buy your products off you sometimes they pay sometimes you have an arrangement with them where they pay certain percentage and then send the rest to you much later as they sell you know so you look out for them either you do you share you pick, your, you, you pick your distributors according to your different locations, whether states or geopolitical zone, but it's up to you, really. It's up to you. But for those of us in uh, the idea stage, where we're thinking of product development and just basically trying to start a new business, in doing that, you really, really, really need to consider a lot of things. And I'll use myself as an example. So here you have a product if you know that, first of all, I think you should spend, if not all of your time, working on your product. Working on your product, uh, okay? You'd introduce yourself, I've got your tracks. <laughs> I've got your chat. you will. Working on your product, Do you know. If you want to uh, Going to a particular industry, like for us, we're in the snack business. So you know that if you understand that particular, you know, it's saturated. We have all kinds of biscuits, both the foreign and local biscuits. You know, so what is it that you want to do with yours to stand out? Because you have to stand out. Remember, you are a startup. You don't have distribution yet. You don't have uh, the customer base yet. Yet you know you're fresh in the market, so. Okay.
6: So you just speaking I'm
1: Do you So you want to develop your products. Uh, having research on the existing products, look at their weaknesses and make them your strength. So you have a lot of people using the basic flour to make uh, biscuits or make finger snap or things like that. Would you want to do something a bit different? Would you want to use something like potato flour? Have you tried using potato flour to make something because it's healthier than the regular wheat flour? You know, so that way you're not only selling a product, you're also communicating your values, you know, what they stand to benefit from the product. So these are things that can set you apart, and then you come to pricing. Then you come to pricing. So you want to, if you want, if you want to work with, or if you have a product that you need to work with distributors, you want to develop a product, a good product at a fair price. What's a fair price? Are you selling to the wealthy or to the not so wealthy? Look at the markets and then see similar products and their prices, and then try to see yourself in the middle. So I'm not high and I'm not so low. But in doing all these things, please make sure you put all you need together to arrive at a price. You don't just come up with a price to stay competitive. So you don't look at sometimes, oh, this can go for a thousand naira, and then that's the price. No, it does not work that way in the market. It doesn't. Also distributors, retailers, wholesalers, they require minimum 40% margin, 40% margin. That's when it makes sense for them, or to them, (laughs) you know. That's when it makes sense to them. You want to keep 40% for them. And that's what I mean is, for example, uh, you know, the pure bleeds, the biscuits, from the company is 60 naira. But consumers buy 100 naira or a little bit below 100 Naira. So they have a whole 40 Naira margin to share amongst distributors, wholesalers, and retailers. So when you hit the market and you tell them they only have 10%, they have 10%, they have 5%, then it it does not interest them. So you need to look at that. It's very key, trust me. These distributors have the market. You cannot produce and distribute at the same time. It's a lot of work. You can, but just be prepared for the work. You can start that way. But I don't think you should stay that way, especially when you're selling a product that requires volume. You need to turn out volume to begin to make sense, to begin to see some money. So you want to work with distributors and these distributors over the years have built a system around logistics. So they could take your products from point A to to anywhere. They have the system already. So what you need to do or what you want to do is to leverage. and you have to pay, you have to pay. So you need to give them something that will be worth their while. So to assess the market, we want to look at things like that. Also,
3: um,
1: I always say this sincerely, I always say this because sometimes we feel that to grow a business, to expand, we always need money. But sincerely, not all the time. If you sit down and look through your business and check the entire value chain of the business, is there no way you can build something to make this money over a period of time, to raise the money in your business over a period of time? Or do you just see access to this fund as your own way of assessing the national cake? That's not a good business mindset, if you ask me. Because business is global. You're not building your business for Nigeria. You're building, you're you're starting here, but your business is for the world especially now that we have no barriers. So you can be here and you have a chat with someone in Kenya and they want your products and boom, you're in Kenya. So you want to be careful about certain decisions you make. So I, I personally do not advise us to take this as our own share of the cake. Yeah, people may get may get away with it. But is that the kind of business you want? You want to keep your sheets clean as much as you can. All right. So if you need the money, please take the money and put a system in place to pay back the money. You do not need to care about who is paying and who is not paying. You are running a business. You want to keep your sheets clean. Keep it as clean as you can. You don't know. <clears throat> You don't know who somewhere will be interested in your business and they want to value your business to buy so you don't want to have tiny skeletons in your cupboard at that time you know where you are being traced to a particular loan you took and you know today the money may seem like it's a lot of money but trust me if you know what you're doing if you have the right knowledge about your business and you have the will to push your business Whatever money you're assessing, I know that 10 million naira is the maximum, you know. Whatever money you're assessing, if you think today is so much money, it would be peanuts to you because the vision is always big. There's someone here that wants to build a plant. You can build a plant with 10 million naira. That's just phase one. That's just phase one. So perhaps I know that there are other things you can do with this money right now and push yourself to, to, to that level. So simply what I'm saying is, please, let's take the money because all businesses need money. But look at your business and ask yourself if you really need the money, if you need it now, and how much exactly you need. Because you pay back, except except you you want to run away. (laughs) But that shouldn't be the case, really. That shouldn't be the case. So I think. It's important for us to look at our businesses and then see how we can raise the money. If we cannot, then yeah, why not apply? Apply to raise the money. Any questions so far? Drop in the box, I've been reading your comments. (laughs) Somebody talked about uh, Nigerian crawling at 60. That's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very easy for, for us and it's, and, and I know that we feel quite, it's quite annoying with the things people throw as a government and as a people because the government is everyone throw at us and how we do things. But it's our problem and it's our problem. And, I, I, and we, I, for me personally, I keep saying that we entrepreneurs are the ones that will change things. It looks like, it looks like a book, but it's not. It will happen. It may take time, but it will happen. But we need to be conscious and very intentional about certain decisions we take because we can change things. (laughs) We can change things.
6: And I also like to say
1: that this is an interesting time to go into business. Please don't even be carried away because there's so much negativity out there. People tell you, uh, so people spend so much time talking about why Buhari, I didn't listen to to the broadcast this morning because I had to be here early. So people spend their time telling you about how Buhari is doing certain things, why he's not doing certain things right, how it should have been done better or things like that. Yeah, yeah. Can, we can express how we feel, it's our country, we're shareholders here. However, if you turn that energy into something positive, will it all work for you? For you to, for you to survive your business here in Nigeria especially, I've seen that, and I'm talking from experience, I've seen that you need to fight against the policies. This is not, this is not trying to cut corners or anything. You know, you, first of course, you have to be resilient and fight your way through. So it's interesting because for a time where we have COVID and COVID for me, people can see it as a curse. Some people see it as a blessing, but make it real to you. What is it to you? Did it slow down your business? Did it also open other channels for you to think? Because it was a time for, it got a lot of people thinking, thinking about themselves, thinking about their families and thinking about their businesses. So those people would say, oh well, a blessing to me. You know, people started doing businesses, they are <clears throat> running their businesses in a different way. People, just a whole lot of things. So I, I'd rather want to advise that we focus our energy on those positive things rather than being overwhelmed by the negative thing. Because there's so much, there's so much. And you don't want to lose your mind because that's where your creativity comes from. You want to keep it as sane as you can so that you can push push yourself and push your business, you know. So it's important that we, we look at the positives, no matter how much negativity we have around us, put your eyes on the prize, understand where you're going, there's someone here, the guy that talked about the maize meal. He, 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 I think the business from the little description I got about the business, you talked about your short term, middle term, and your long term, and that's that's what business should be. Yeah, this is where I am, but this is what I'm looking at. And then you move from what's, where you are now, move yourself mentally, and sit where you want to be, and start speaking from there and start speaking from there. Because it's quite depressing if you speak about where you are now, because, you know, sometimes a lot of things don't look, (laughs) it doesn't add up, you know, but it's not about where you are now. What's more important is where you want to be. And what's even more important is the steps you take daily towards where you want to be. Very important, very important. And you can be there, you can be there. You know I, I think some of us with our, with our businesses we don't we don't we don't dream big enough you know i used to hear those things and i feel like oh no don't worry just take it one step at a time trust me the, you need that to sustain your fire for me that's when it's be worth your while or else just just buy do buying and selling and be fine you know the lady selling fabrics why can't you travel to make your own kind of fabrics if you want to really be in this industry. If it's a hustle, that's fine, all right? If it's a hustle, that's fine. But it's important to, from the beginning, make a clear distinction about your own business and the hustle. And there's nothing wrong in the hustle. But you need to understand what is it you're doing. You need to understand what is it you're doing. But at this point, I think we should begin to do things that we want our time. And what I mean by that is build business, overtime structure, that without leave us. What's wrong with having something like Nestle in the next 50 years? Why can't you? Why can't you? These companies have been here for 100 years. It started just like what you want to do now, just like your same idea. It don't need to resilient and patience to build it over this time. And now we sit down as a country and many, 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 many generations celebrating these countries, celebrating these businesses. So it's important that you think like that. And it costs nothing. Just spend time looking at your business and expanding on your business. So for those of us into manufacturing, When COVID happened, um, uh, yeah, a lot of us into food. The shelves became empty. We couldn't find those very exciting things, you know, those, those ones that used to import all the cereals and all the biscuits, you know. There was a huge thought in logistics. People couldn't move goods as fast as they used to move. So there was an opening for local manufacturers there was an opening. But sadly, a lot of products that came up to replace those foreign products were not very good in quality. So you see, when I talk about working on your product, because you may have an opportunity given. But yet, whatever, what's the word now? you know you you may not but you could not at that time really replace i, I hope what i'm saying makes sense but <laughs> you know really replace that particular product so yeah it's 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 important that we work on our product sometimes for, for, for those of us that have products and our businesses For every business you want to do or you're doing i think it's already in existence what you have to do is to tweak it and make yours a bit different so who is the market leader in your industry who is the market leader in your industry what are they doing right what are they not doing right how do you leverage on their weaknesses and make those your strength very key very key That's how you stand out as a startup. Right. So those products, they had the opportunities to get into stores and things like that, but the products, the products were, not, were not standard enough. A lot of shops complained. A lot of shops turned down local manufacturers. And then guess what? At a time where a government should be encouraging local manufacturers, they increase tariff. So, you see where I say that you need to be resilient and you have to like fight your way through things. They increase tariff. So, electricity right now is 50%. That's a lot. That's a lot. Who will pay for it? Consumer. Consumer, because you have to, that cost has to go somewhere. Something has to, or somebody has to bear that cost and then moving your products from point A to B, what's happening? Increase in fuel price. It affects what? Logistics. So if taking a whole truck from Abuja to Lagos in your products used to cost a hundred thousand naira, it's much more now, who will bear that? So you see how they do not listen simply because in my opinion, they do not care. But should that deter you no i don't think it should that's why i told you from the very beginning that it's a spirit it shouldn't deter you there has to be a way so your job as an entrepreneur as a founder is what to think every day you're thinking of more creative and innovative ways of pushing and running your business because it can't die or else, if you find it very easy to drop your idea and then you take Boari as your next idea. It's that's your business. And you go on there t- discussing Buare for 10 years, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything. But if you keep doing the right things, no matter how small, over time, you get the right results. So it's important. So I want us to talk a bit um, about a case study I use this example because I know that there are brands that we know, at least. It's not necessarily uh, copying these brands, okay, it's just learning from them. We talk about building sustainable businesses, but how, how many times do we sit back reading about these people that have been here before us? If a company has been here for a hundred years, there should be something they are doing right. And you should be ready to learn and willing to learn. So read up case studies, understudy these guys, see what they are doing and tweak it around your business. Yep, so there you are. Great. So I want to also talk about um, the WAPCO brand, makers of peak milk. I believe we're all familiar to this brand, makers of peak milk. We I think this company has been, I don't know, maybe about up to fifty or more years old. Yeah, more. And at the time where they got into this into the country, it was a premium brand. Even up till today, I think a lot of people, if you know, <laughs> if you take a lot of tea, a lot of people know that this is top notch for them. They'd rather take this one many times than even try another brand. So they owned the market. They owned the market. They were in high street stores. They were in the open market. They had the customer base. They had healthy margins because it wasn't cheap. They had healthy margins. But then again, they sold their products just in one way, the way they want the consumer to perceive products so as we go on this as we go on i need you to just pick a few lessons make those notes real to you okay because we're not talking about your business or my business but i want to talk about something that we can all relate so you take notes and then make it real to you all right so they they had healthy margins remember when i talked about pricing keep something for the distributor, something that makes sense. And right now in the market, they do 40%, at least. If you can give them more, that's nice, but at least 40%. That's when it's worth their time. So These businesses have been doing these things. So I want us to look at their marketing mix. This is very important. I didn't have this when I started my business, but now in my head, I have a picture of this and I walk around this all the time. It's important whether you're, you have a product or you have a service. Madam, even uh, for the lady making hair and things like that, please, it is important. That's why you can't copy this one. You can't copy this. You all you need to do is perhaps look at the structure and then build, build, build yours. And nobody can do this for you. Please do it yourself. And don't be ashamed or, you know, worried about how it looks from the beginning. As long as it's something you can work with, you walk around it and build on it as you move. That's the journey. That's the journey, you know. So look at the marketing mix. Why this is interesting is, um, if there's very big companies that we think, you know, we always say that Coca-Cola shouldn't be advertising because everybody takes Coke but they still do, because they know how important it is. You know, So look at the four Ps, the products, promotion, place, and price. I know there are other Ps, but let's stick to the traditional four. For promotion, sales promotion, you know, they didn't have to do a lot. The product was good, they had customers Lots of distributors, they didn't have to work that hard. Um, so basic advertising, public relations, direct marketing, these were just basic tools they used under promotions. So when you look at the product, the features, it was liquid, uh, quality, very good quality, branding, good. Basically, the product was very good. Here, you look on the other side of the slide, you see Peak was king. They have much competitor in the market, so you look at channels, uh, market coverage. Yeah, they had access to the big big boys in the industry, so big stores were all selling the products, um, location, inventory. Look at these things. This is just for them, but look at look at the the piece and then create yours. Basically, that's what I would say. So. For place, they had good market coverage. They were sold in major supermarkets. For price, like I told you about the price, they had healthy profit margins. However, there were things that they, they as a brand, were not looking at. So you know how you can have a product and in your hair think that is a perfect product, even the best sometimes. Look around you. Continue to look around you. Not to not to de- necessarily create any uh, competition that doesn't exist. You know, sometimes we try to create. It. We see other businesses and we think everybody's our competitor, and we go about shouting, "This is my competitor." There's nothing like competition in business. Just do what you know. That you look at detergent. You have a million people still buy what they think is good for them. I walk into the store, I buy clean, and the next person is buying sunlight, and the next person is buying, what's the other one? He's buying wow, and the other one, is said no, it's aerial or nothing. So the market is large, the market is large, work on your product, have a good product, push it in the market. You must have a fraction of the market. Who wants to sell to 200 million people? As interesting as that is, <laughs> Can you sell to two hundred million people? Well, I think if you get just a fraction of the two hundred, you'll be in good business. You know, so not not necessarily to begin to create competition around what you do, but it's just to learn and see what others are doing. You know, see what others are doing and continue to tweak what you have. It's important, very important. So Peak Milk, um, the Webco brand, the Peak had milk in just liquid form. And don't forget, liquid form at that time, we've always had as a country, sadly, on our 60th birthday, we're still (laughs) experiencing that. We've always had, what's it called, power issues. So how do you save the liquid milk? You know, where a lot of people face power, you know, and then uh, in terms of convenience, it wasn't very convenient. Okay. But I think now looking at, looking back and going through this study, it wasn't really factored in, but these are things you can do looking at, that, your industry. You know, when we talked about looking at the leader in that, your industry, working on their weaknesses to create your own market to earn a market share for yourself. Yes. You can do that. And it's important that you look at that. Um, no, but no break. Here. Yeah. Then this guys, we also know ProMacedon producers of cowbell milk. Cowbell milk wasn't their very first products. They got into the markets with Ajinomoto, okay, sorry, I'm reading, I'm reading charts now, you know, they got into the market with Ajinomoto, so you see how you could assess the market with one product and then end up with another product if you're listening to the market. At the end of the day, you're not making products for yourself, you're making products for consumers, so you give them what they want. You give them what they want. So, they started with motto, and then took on a research for the pig, for pig milk, worked and worked, built on all their weaknesses, made those weaknesses their strength. Remember, peak is liquid, carbon is powdered. Was and is still expensive, but Cowbell was more affordable. So, with the powdered milk, you didn't have to worry about electricity or anything, worry about convenience. You could take sachets of this, travel with sachets of this. If your, your kids have to go to school, all you need to do is pack this in their bags. You didn't have to take things of
3: milk and things
1: like that. So, it was more convenient. However, at that time, I know that people talked about the quality, that the quality was poor, the quality was poor. Also, don't forget, at the point where you know, sorry, when Cowbell assessed the market, they were very limiting. You know, it was at a time where, I can't remember now, during the elections where, uh, I think it was the Abiola and the Tofa uh, so election. So Abiola came talked about party elevation and a whole lot of things. So it was at that time they launched cowbell milk. If it was planned, I don't know. But if it's a strategy, that's a fantastic strategy. You want to begin to look at things like that. It's important. There may be little things. It's important like this is a good time to launch uh, if you're into food processing and you have cereals and things like that this is the best time to launch it this is the best time to launch it so look at your business and look at the i know they'll say there's never a good time but look at it and be strategic about something also you may not be you may just hit the market regardless, you know, this is my business, I've started my business. Hey, this is what I have. That's fine. But also, while doing that, you need to continue to understudy the market. So you don't end up in surprise every day, surprising yourself. Continue to understudy the market, continue to understudy the market, in different ways you can. In different ways, you can just by having conversations with people, just by showing up uh, in, in places where you know that they consume your product, and having very simple conversations with people, and let them give you on the spot feedback about your product, and you take those things back and work on your product. Just as basic as that, you could build on it, but something as basic as that will work. So they launch their products, and then. It was just at that time. So people bought into the dream and actually believed that was owned by Viola and really, he, he really came, came for the poor because pig became expensive. Not many families could afford pig milk at that time. So pig left the breakfast table. A lot of people started taking tea without milk. I'm probably just adding sugar to the tea without milk. And then they launched the launched theirs Five naira, end of story. I think they had the pack for five naira another pack for ten. End of story. There was no, nothing. So at that time, they didn't really communicate their values. You know, so there was no need telling people, oh, uh, cowbell has vitamin K, vitamin B, and things like that. You want to be careful about that. At that time, <laughs> if they had really pushed out their values, come on, what is it? Peak is selling the same thing for hundred or something. So what's What in yours that's, um, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but you know what I mean. You know, but then they, they, they were very careful of. Communicating this, their values to consumers. They just said, you know what? We may not be as nice as pig, but we're here to make your tea white, at least. So a lot of people called it uh, milk from chicken, and they called it all kinds of names. Guess what? They had people that were consuming this product. You know how you have your people we consume. While others look at it and are no, this is not nice. But yeah, you have market. People were concerned, so the middle class looked down, of course, saying that no, no, this is not, this is not good enough. This is not the quality is poor and things like that. Of course, the rich no. but there were those at the bottom that said, you know what, this is good enough. It's okay if I have five children, I just buy them five sachets of milk and that's fine. And that's fine that's five naira that's like 25 naira instead of buying a whole tin of milk at a time you know so these are things you need to look at so let's look at their let's look at the marketing makes for marketing makes for so you see same See, same, these big brands, they do this. important that we, as a startup, we take this thing seriously. Promotion, product, place, price, of course, different from the very first one. If you look at promotion, uh, they didn't have much money because their margins were very small. So they created affordable ways of advertising their product and promoting it their own way. If you have a product and you go to distributors and they tell you, no, I don't want your product because the margins are too small for me. I don't think I I, I can stress myself about what you're selling now. You can do the footwork yourself and create your own channels of distribution. But like I said, it's going to take time. But it's an interesting journey. And it's important, if you have the time, please do it. Because by doing it alone, you help learn a whole lot about that industry and also about your business. So you can create yours. Then you look at Place. uh, They created their own distribution channel. The margins were small, so the big stores were not willing to to stock the products. The big stores were not willing to stock the product, because the margins were very small. Price as well, if you look at the products, for the product, uh, the difference between this one and the pig, this was powdered. So they addressed the issues around convenience, around power, yeah, which is still same convenience, you know. You just buy it and you put them in your food shelf. One sachet is enough to make a cup of tea. Factor all that in. So they created their own their own channels of selling their products. They use these guys. We all know them: traditional tea sellers. Traditional tea sellers. They. There are people that visit these guys every day. Lots of people like that. For those of us here around the north, we know. So, these are ways that you can. I'm not saying go through traditional city sellers, it depends on your product. But you look at your product and create your own ways of distributing your product. Remember, if you're building capacity, you're not building capacity because you want to manufacture and keep them in your warehouse. I laugh when people tell me that, oh, you need to have a warehouse to stock product. I don't need to have a warehouse to stock product, I do just in time. You give me your order. I give you, give me seven days, give me six days, and then we have the product sent to you. We need to cut off inventory costs and in warehouses so that we can get the price of the product competitive in the market. And you can create yours. They created theirs, so they use these guys. Um, also, Yeah, use these guys. Your local uh, convenience stores in you know in our neighbourhoods, we always have these guys. You always need something, no matter how much you shop in the market, you still you still find yourself here buying one thing or the other. So they use these guys. So imagine. You go to the store and you see stacks of a particular product every day. You want to try it. You want to try it. You want to try it. Just ideas, you know, make it real to your business. That's why I'm sharing this with you. They use this as well, affordable means of advertising. You know, when I talked about cutting out entry system and warehousing, no, they had their field workers. In fact, they used churches and you know other religion houses, religious houses really to sell the products. They will go to churches and look for people that are yet looking for jobs and recruit them and make them salesmen. And they earn on commission. So these people take the products to the retailers and wholesalers and sell to them at no cost so you know how you take your products to to distributors or to wholesalers and they'll tell you to even in stores so people that really want their product oh i have to be in stores i have to be in stores it's a good place to be but as a startup do you have money because guess what happens they take your product and it's S O R are that's sales on return they keep your products for a period of time then before they give you money, and this time we're talking one month, two months, just so as they sell, they, they, they don't care, they don't move a muscle to sell if they are able to sell and give you your money. If they don't sell, it's not their business, they lose nothing. So, you do you have money to do that and still run your business? So, you want to create. Your own ways of putting your products out there. Create the balls, make your consumers want the products, and they will go to the stores. Exactly what happened with Cowbell. With, with so they have this, they are food soldiers, they send to the market, they'll take the products to the market and give to these wholesalers, record whatever they are giving to them, and go back in the evening to check their records, take cash sold for the day and then replenish their, their inventory. So what you have to do is you see here in the market, all you have is
3: a store, you have your customers,
9: they
1: don't charge you for it, they don't take money from you, they give it to you, they come back to check. you pay nothing <laughs> on those things. So they did the feedback. Perhaps at that time, they were not making all the money because the markets were small, but they were regardless pushing the out There was no need for doing billboards and things like that. But right now, we have a lot of leverage. We have social media. We have a lot. If you use it around your business very well, you make good progress, steady but surely. Sorry, slowly, slowly, but surely, because of that now. You make good progress. So think about business this way. Don't think that it's about money. People talk about, no, oh, you know, the business needs money. Yes, the business needs money, but money to do what? You need to do what you need to be clear at every point what you need the money to do. And if you don't need it, need the money, because There's there's, there's, there's a kind of feeling, and that feeling is priceless, that comes with building your business, organically building your business. You know, it might be slow, but don't forget, you're here for the long term. You're not competing with anyone. You're defining your own success. You're taking it easy as you move on that journey. But More importantly, you're learning. And it is what you know that will keep you in the industry is what you know and there have been people before you so continue to learn so create your own ways of pushing it out there you meet some hurdles because you take to some people some distributors i don't even want to share my story with you that's for another day you meet some distributors and they make you feel like you've done nothing so that shouldn't make you stop the business they make you actually feel like you've done nothing. And they tell you what they want you to do. And in your head, you're thinking, if it's that easy, why are you not doing it? But they don't care. That's their business. However, if you know that you need them, if you're in my kind of industry, where you know that you want to reach out to 20 million and you can't do that working on the road, you need people that already have systems and channels to push you You have to take whatever they tell you seriously. You must not do what they say, but you can walk around it and get something or create something. And then you both meet yourself in the middle. So, Oga, I do not have your 40% to give to you, but you know what? I have 25%. I'm willing to let go of this much for you to do this. And then you meet yourself in the middle. I don't know if this sounds like jargon, but trust me, what I'm sharing with you is something that will keep you and keep us in business for long. I'm still learning, I'm still pushing myself, you know, I share with you in the course of my journey what I have learned and what I've experienced. And it's not just talking textbooks, we're talking real life experience. All right. So yeah, they use they use these people, they'll go to the market and then they'll paint buildings this way. You know, the these very big markets that really uh, have very high traffic, they'll paint their buildings this way. And then you go to the market every day and you see something like this, you want to try it. Even your kids can get you into trying it. And then when you talk about the price, you see that it's even affordable, then it's, it's easy to try. And that's how they got, and they started building their customer base. They started, they started with the people at the bottom, and then they built their way to the middle class. So those in the middle class that earned a little bit more, you know those that have a bit of more money to spend, more than the people at the bottom, they'll ask you questions like, oh, is it very healthy? Is it things like Oh. But you know what? They made so much noise that people didn't even care if it was chicken milk, if it was unhealthy milk, they didn't care what it was they bought in. And they took a large chunk of the market share from peak. A large chunk. So you see how you could drive your way in and gently
9: move
1: So that's why I love when people talk about, oh, I'm sold out and this. That's not, it's good for business, but that's not what it is. That's not all there is in business. You need these things to keep you because the joy is in being here for 10 years and 20 years and 50 and passing it on. For me, I think that's when you have really uh, engraved your name what's it called, stones or sand or, <laughs> yeah. That's when it was the time. So we need to look at these things. It's important. Um, let me share this now. So myself. No, yeah. So I asked myself a question. So while they were doing all the work and earning their market share daily from peak and things like that, what happened? How come people didn't realize that they were losing the market? Because consumers actually took the brand to the high streets. They started with the local market, the open market. So people started going into stores asking for cowbell. So distributors, they have a choice that to take on the product. If you have five people walk into your store asking for a particular product, why not? Why not? So, they had distributors then going to, to stop the product. They didn't care much about the margin at that time because think about it. Yes, the margins are small, but the customer base is there. So, would I rather sell one naira to 20 million people daily or wait to sell 10 naira? to 5 million people, or 10 million people. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. So when you're in a volume game, it's about the returns. You could make one naira on a particular product, but if you're reaching out to 20 million people, it's no longer one naira. It's no longer one nine. So think about your business. Think, <clears throat> think about your business that way. So while Peak was three uh, crowd was taking over the mar- sorry, while uh, Cowbell was taking over the market, Peak lost the market, and immediately they went back and they started doing same thing, just like what Cowbell, uh, CalBell did, you know, they started saturizing peak. So you got pig milk in sachets, you have uh, what used to be 100 naira, is now 50 naira, you had them in smaller sachets and things like that, and imitation, they say, is the best uh, compliment, but at that point, <laughs> responding, responding to cowbell at that point, you know, it wasn't a good fight, because they were not dictating the pace, you know. So you need to look at you need to look at these things.
5: So at that time,
1: they reduced the the made, uh, milk in sachets and they started selling for fifteen naira. But even at that, people were wondering like, what changed? Because you used to, if you used to sell for hundred naira and now the same product is fifteen naira. That means you must have compromised on quality. Remember I said cowbell came and they didn't tell you that they had vitamin B, C and K. They didn't say that, they just said, you know what, at least you can have milk again. The other one is expensive, we're affordable, we're here. So it was until they started building their share, market share, getting to the middle class that they started communicating values. That's, it was at that point like telling you cowbell has vitamin K, vitamin E and things like that because they needed to appeal to a certain class of people, so you see how you can understand things and use that, those strategies, build on them to assess the market. We leave a lot of things to chance, and I know that that's very typical here. But I think if we want to do business globally, and we want to do, we don't want to do business like the Nigerian style of doing business. We have to care and take note of these little things. They're important. Very, very, no matter how small. I don't know what it is with, I don't know what the strategy is with your products and your industry, but I'm just saying that sit down and take note of these things. All right. So Uh, uh, pig milk lost the market to cowbell. However, they didn't stop there. They didn't stop there. They created free ground in retaliation to cowbell. So you see, sometimes when you lose the market, you don't feel like this is a bad business. I'm looking for a new idea. Go back, sit down. And think. A lot of people didn't even know that uh, Pig Milk, the uh, WAPCO owns uh, Three Crown. A lot of people don't know. They see Three Crown as a different business. They see Three Crown as a different business. No. So they came up with Three Crown and made them put them in sachets straight away, of course, to compete with Cowbell. So you see, they didn't just go back to sleep. Resilience. So in my head, I'm thinking, if these companies that have been here for 1,500 years are still doing this, and we are not ready to do this, then I don't think we're ready to grow or we're ready to build. So they created this and then, yeah, gained back their market share. But what's important about this whole study, it's not which one you prefer to the other, it's just looking at their strategies and what they do to sustain their business and picking a few lessons from them and making them real to your business. Because some people will still say that, no, I never liked Albert and all that. It's not about the, the product. It's about the strategy behind the product. It may sound very big, but like I keep saying, sit down, think about it, break it to the smallest level, and pick one at a time for your business. I don't know how many minutes we have to do today. I think it's up to 10.30. So it's 10.27. I'd like to get questions if you have any. Thank you for listening. Any question? Can I have questions please? Can you unmute and then we have questions? Just checking the chat box as well, I haven't found any.
4: Hello,
3: Right.
1: Finally. <laughs> Hello, I can hear you Go on.
4: All right. Thank you so much for the for the section. I really learned a lot.
9: If
4: I want to share my experience and um, find a way to it, hear yeah, your advice. Um, as I already said earlier when I introduce myself, I produce Coco Not
1: I can't well, hear you. you
4: lost me. What did you say? I produce, coconut, I produce coconut oil. Oh
1: yes you
4: said. Yes. So currently mm-hmm. the cost the cost of coconut is very high.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And um my customers are not really the the rich class and I've been so much involved in this production and such that I don't share the 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 labor. I engage myself in all the labor so that's the cost will be minimal for my customer to be able to afford. But lately, the thing is really, really not interesting anymore because I produce. I don't no longer make profit. My profit is very minimal, and um, customers are still complaining about the cost. And I'm not able to launch into the bigger market because of um that back registration number. So I don't really know how to go about um, meeting the need of the people because I get good feedback from them that the product is very okay, but their major complaint is the cost. There some experts have advised me from other programs that I've had that I should do it two way. I should produce the Ghana co- produce coconut using the Ghana coconut but I don't want to really venture into that because I strictly produce my coconut oil from the local coconut. It's just a brand that I'm building. I'm setting the standard. So I don't really know how to go about it. Now I do it just to ensure that my product is not out of the market, not because I'm making gain. No, you can't, you, can't,
1: you can't keep up. To be honest, you can't keep up with that.
3: Uh, you,
1: even if you have to work on your margins, but to say that you're just doing it to remain in the market, is only about a matter of time. Sometimes when you do things and you don't see necessarily, whether short term, I know some, as founders, a lot of times we delay gratification where we do things for the long term, but there needs to be something in it for you. There needs to be something in it for you, perhaps. If you're producing, are you, do you want to produce for, uh, you want to make volume or you just want to make for a certain niche market?
4: I want want to make volume, but uh, I want to make volume. If I'm able to get certified, and get my patent, my, my trademark that I'll be able to launch into markets. uh, We need some, Equipment and they are very, very expensive. That okay. will help me to produce in large quantity in order to right. distribute all over the country and if possible, as right. I
1: I was, I was going to tell you that you should go back to your process and look at your process again, because sometimes I know that when you do things manually, it costs you more, not just time, but it costs you more money. And then you go to your key partners and you check your suppliers and see what you can do with your suppliers sometimes you need to even partner with the farm. Sometimes you need to partner with the farm because you can't just keep going to the market to buy people off people. You need to establish a relationship with the farm and they know that you have their back, they have your back as well and invest for the long-term in that farm. So maybe your own long-term goal, I'm just saying it may be to own your own farm, grow your own species of coconut that will give you the the result that you desire.
9: Thank mm-hmm. you.
3: Thank okay. you.
5: Can you hear me?
4: Yes, we can hear you now. We can hear you now.
3: Okay, you can
4: hear me. Yes, ma'am.
1: Okay, so, so the guy that uh, talked about the coconut thing, are you still here?
4: Yes. yes, I'm still here.
3: I'm still here.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah, so you you, you look at, um, maybe you
3: um,
1: into the uh, price with you want to assess the gift to the consumer or gift to the retailer. You want to look at things like that. So back end, these are things you do to these are things you do to affect your price. Because you can't keep doing uh, processing your oil just because you want to be in the market. No. You have to be profitable to remain in business or else it's just a matter of time. Did I answer your question, Sam?
4: All Thank you, Ma. Thank you. Yeah, Some of these suggestions you made, I will really need finance to, to push. Like going to farm now, we need to. Did fact, I answer I, you? Be...
3: you do, Hello? Hello ma. Can you hear me ma? My network. Hello
5: ma. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Good morning ma go on i can hear you good morning hello ma'am okay uh, my name is my name is sarah gifts i have a question pertaining the price go on, i can hear you in, everybody knows that cost of goods please everybody know that cost of goods now is very expensive if it's at the right high price in a situation help by consumers, they, they want quality oh, goods and again. try to manage them. How would you like to meet? How would you? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Hello, ma. Did you? Get my question. Oh my
3: goodness.
5: Can you hear me? Let's talk. Hello, ma. Did you get my question? I can't hear you at all. Hello ma. Can you hear me now? Hello, I can't hello hear ma, you at can you
1: all. hear me now? But I'm trying to fix fix the next work here. Ah. I don't know if it's from your end.
5: Okay, I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you clearly. But, ah, geez. okay. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Hello, ma.
3: Hello I
2: think they talk from my hand, it's kind of like floating Yes, I think it's from my hand. I
1: don't know what happened to this one, just put it using Hello
5: ma, can you hear me now? Hello ma, good morning. If you can't hear ma. me, just hold on for
1: a bit.
3: Good morning. Hello, good morning, ma. Good morning. Hello, ma, good morning. Good Good morning, Ma. I can hear you.
5: My name is Sarah. I'm into buying of selling, buying and selling Hello, of fresh tomatoes. Hello, can I can hear you? Okay. My name is Sarah. I'm into buying of fresh tomatoes. I sell. I supply to customers so i i've been into GIS training on greenhouse tomatoes. goes out from on greenhouse i have my own team but i need to start somewhere <laughs> Can you can you type a message?
1: Just leave it in the chat box.
5: I have the vision of attachment. Please your customer. What to do?
3: Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me now
9: we can hear you
3: great nice- oh, oh, so sorry i had to call
1: someone to help me fix
5: so the lady with the
3: other customer something
1: question did you drop in the chat box i'm checking did you jump in the chat box?
9: commanded
3: by commander,
9: Oh my goodness. i am i'm 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 all of course of us, is the uh, of
5: Hear him, please. We can
3: hear you very well now. We can hear you very well. We can hear you, you my
1: Do you have a question?
0: Sorry, Matt, because of right. the poor experience, I think we have sent in some of this, some comments in the comment box, so right. you respond to them. Thank you.
1: Great. So um, I was going to say that if you have your questions, um, if you have personal questions for me, you could send to admin and they'll send it to me. If you have your email, I think I could I could reply via email or whatever means you provide. If you don't mind, please. The network doesn't really 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 seem to be good today. Or else anyone that has something to up could say, but if you have questions you could just then they'll send it to me.
4: I think the network is clear from your end now.
3: Okay. <laughs> Hello, I can hear you.
4: Can we get your email address?
1: Oh, yeah. You could uh, ask, ask admin and then do it. Okay. Hmm? Ask admin and then do it. Drop. Anything else, please? But have we learned anything so
3: far? I have learned four pieces of marketing. I learned learned. 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 pricing strategy and all. Okay. <laughs>
1: Who else is willing to share what we have learned or it's 11.
3: Other, yes, no,
1: Glory. Do you want to officially close the session or should I close?
3: Hello?
7: Hey.
0: Hello, uh, Ms. Miss Glory. I want to ask. Uh, I was asked a question in the comment box and I didn't get a response. Are we going to have the training material sent our emails from the one to the training? Can we have the training material sent
3: our emails? Please? Okay, I, I think she, she respond to that. she respond to that.
7: Okay, in the absence of any further questions, uh, we don't share the materials uh, because they are proprietary of the uh, facilitators. And um, then it's also not provided for uh, from NISAL. So NISAL does not give us uh, the right to share materials uh, because this is just uh, a session that gives you information and just um, making you ready. For the loan. Um, So, if you want any particular information that you or something you'd like to ask, then uh, you can send a message to the admin uh, via WhatsApp. um, The number that has been sending the uh, link for the session. So you can send the message to that number particularly if you have what that would be most preferable or you can send an email to itsenia.ng at gmail.com or uh, itsenia at um, info at itsenia.com.ng I will share the, I'll um, get the admin to share the email address and the phone number for the admin uh, via WhatsApp to the group chat so that if you have any questions, you can just send them and then we'll be able to um, get you some response.
0: Now, please, I have a question to ask.
7: Uh, if there isn't any more questions, uh, this session should be ending at 11. Yeah, I have
0: a question. So I have a question.
7: If to... you don't have any more questions, uh, Ms. Green, you can. Please go ahead and end the
0: session. All right. Yeah, please, I yeah. want to maybe you are going to have access to, to learn after this training.
7: Please do so briefly, case? We are almost at the yeah. end of this session. Is that warm, Go
0: ahead, please. Yeah, I said I don't ask. Maybe you are going to have access to loan after the end of this training by tomorrow, or we are still going ask to ask your for question, please, that. Mr.
7: Michael.
0: Yeah, yeah. I said, are we going to have access to loan after this training, or we are still going to go find for that training or something, or you are going to be connected to a company that's going okay, to? Okay, are you more. one of
7: the participants from from um, GIP? Are
0: yeah. you one of
7: the participants from GIZ?
0: Yes, 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 yes. Yes, my question. My question. My question is, are you one of
7: the participants from GIZ? Yes, 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 yes,
0: yes. Thank you. I'm one of the participants from GIZ now.
7: Mr. Michael, can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. I can hear you, ma'am I can hear you.
7: Are you one of the participants from GIZ? Yes, yes. All right. Please contact yes. your your administrator, they'll give you further information. Okay. Is that
3: okay?
7: All right, all right. Yes, the the coordinator from uh, for the training you are already participating in. this is part of a training that you are on. Uh, that. Right. So, since this, yeah. please contact contact your coordinator. They will give you more information. All right, so thank you everyone. Uh, does anyone have any other questions? Especially for, for those of you from GIS, please contact your, your mm-hmm. coordinator, they'll be able to give you information on uh, you know what after this training because you're coming in as uh, as a participants, participant let your um code let you know what the exact next step you need to take then you can still send a chat if you have questions which you to the training monday to today and let us know. Or would you just Please refer to the coordinator. Yes, I hear you.
8: Hello, please. Can, can we get the recording link for the lectures? You have been promised
7: if that someone you said hello. Okay. To
8: us. Hello, can you hear me?
4: Hello.
7: I commented, um, but do you have a question?
4: Hello.
5: Yes, I have a question.
7: All right, in case of any I'll more ma. questions, we'll do the session to an end. But please, remember, to send questions uh, to your editor or to uh, the SWE, it's admin, and get it to the appropriate uh, facilitator. Uh,
5: Hello, Ma. Hello, Ma. Hello?
1: Hello,
5: Ma. I'll find out from the administrator. Hello, Ma, can I you hear me? I said I'll
7: find out from the administrator. That is a really you.
5: Okay, you've not answered my question.
7: Yes, please, go ahead.
5: My question is, as in. Please a, go ahead, Sarah. I'm into perishable goods, buying of tomato and supplying of tomato as well. A situation where, by customers like consumers, they they want question. quality. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm seeing. I'm talking. Go ahead. Question. I said a situation where, by consumers, they want quality. Yes. Go ahead. You get to the market. They thing they can, they, Which? They want is your question? quality products that, I, I said a situation whereby consumers I'm talking a I'm, uh, situation where by quality products and you as a seller, the cost of goods are very expensive. so how would you go about it? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello, ma? Hello, ma?
7: Exactly
5: question. Yes, we can hear price of goods. Can you hear me, Ma? Oh, good.
7: Um, a third party do you want to sell directly there's so many options that are available as as um, as a business owner for you to be able to decide on what to do if the cost of uh, acquiring the goods have gone up and naturally to translate to the amount that you would sell the products um, this session is not for particular business uh, uh, particular businesses. This is just to give you um, information, general information on uh, what you need to consider when running your business. Um, Lola, please, can you go ahead with your question? Uh, Lola, Raji, can you go ahead with your question, please? We'll round up in the next one. Okay, this, uh,
9: this is Shaguraji.
8: Okay. I want to know, um, how can I get training materials, please?
7: We don't give out training material. This is a nice EDI training. We don't have training materials to give out for for this particular training. Okay. For this particular training, we don't give out materials. So for the recordings, um, I'll find out from the admin if the recordings are available, and then we'll share through your coordinator.
8: Okay, okay, that'll, that'll be good.
7: All right. All right, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for um, being great participants. Uh, apologies for the network uh, issues beyond our control. Uh, so that's why we'll be looking to see if we can share uh, the recordings with you. Um, thank you to Mrs. Queen for another great session. And uh, we hope that Uh, we'll be able to put into practice uh, some of the lessons that we have learned. Sometimes the underdog can become um, a tongue in the flesh for businesses that seem to own the market. So you need to find your place in the market and uh, do your best at what you do. Uh, We'll meet again tomorrow at 9am and tomorrow will be the last session and then uh, we'll conclude and do a sort of a review of what we have been doing from Monday to today. So enjoy the rest of your day. Happy independence. And uh, remember to stay safe. Uh, Corona is still real. And uh, we pray for the success of each and every one of us as we continue in our endeavors. Thank you very much and have a nice day.